Hello guys and welcome to episode 5 of The Swirly Take where we talk all things Christ and Him crucified. My name is John aka Mr Swirly. My name is Jerome aka J.I. My name is K3 aka DJ Evangelist. Yeah, done, did he done, man. Shout out to the real G class. <laughs> right, cool. Yeah, let's so, go. Um, today's episode is called Why You Are Not a Sinner Saved by Grace. So, J.I., kick us off. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> this this is a funny term it's a funny statement sorry um, a sinner being saved by grace I think one of the most annoying things is that it keeps a lot of Christians in a cycle of sin consciousness they're just worms they're just trash cans right <laughs> that have just been covered in glitter just to look beautiful <laughs> on the outside but inside they're just being sustained it's by whatever the same, it's yeah. same thing and there's no change Right, <clears throat> and it's and that's silly. It's 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 absolutely rubbish because it undermines the cross. It undermines what Christ really did. He didn't just come to sustain you by grace. He came to actually replace your life, according to Galatians two twenty, Colossians three four. So actually, grace is what actually allows you to function. That's Titus two eleven. Grace, the grace of God, is what teaches you to say no to all of these things. So your natural, um, your natural, then your your natural being is to be, is is full of grace. You are good. You're not a sinner that's just getting by every single day, making ends meet every single day because <laughs> grace is the plaster that's just, you know, keeping the cracks not from being fully Patch- exposed. No, I used to call it patchwork Christianity. <laughs> patchwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, patchwork Christianity. So that statement needs to die. It needs to end. We need to stop saying it because it's, it's doing more harm than we think good. Yeah. No, I hear it. It's like... um. The whole the whole idea of oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace is as if like um, once you start so your whole journey as a Christian your your you you literally like Jerome Riley said you literally undermine the power of the cross you undermine what Jesus Christ Scripture says that he's the author and finisher of our faith so he does everything he brings you in and he keeps you in but that's a different conversation but um, the concept of Whenever I hear people say, okay, no, I'm a sinner. And listen, I'm a sinner saved by grace. It's just, it's just the grace of God that's keeping me going. It's just like, if not for the grace of God, I'll die today. I'm like, listen, what, how powerful is your God? How, how, on, how, like, do you understand what you've been brought into? Do you understand that this thing is not, there was nothing that you did to even inherit this in the first place. So there's nothing that you can do to, to lose it, to keep, to keep you in this place. So as a, as, as Jerome rightly said, we need to cut that conversation you are not a sinner. You are a saint. You have been made righteous. Second Corinthians five twenty one. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for you, that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, meaning it's in Christ Jesus that you are that you that you've obtained this thing. So it's not a you are not a you are not. <laughs> oh my God! People people usually think that today they do something wrong, so the salvation that they've inherited, they've lost it today and they become a sinner until they repent and once they repent um you know becomes a saint again and then you go on and then oh my days you think one so back or you, 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 th- you think lustfully about a woman oh <laughs> flip god said that if i think lustfully about a woman oh, oh my days i'm a sinner lord so that whole thing it takes away the joy the peace the fu- the fulfillment of what you've been brought into and that's what yeah. you want to talk about today that listen you're not you're not a sinner you are a saint that's it Period. enjoy it yeah, it's it's so crazy, yeah. Because the people that talk about themselves in this negative, because it is negative, 
this negative light, they will, on the one hand, they will affirm what the scriptures actually teach about who we are in Christ. But like, yeah, you know, I believe that, yeah. And then they just make them all like positional truths. They're not real, they're just positional. Like Jerome said, it's like, yeah, obviously, obviously I know God says this, but really I'm still, they'll do that. They'll never actually call themselves what scriptures call them. So they'll, they'll, they'll use saints as a joke. Mm. Like the only, the only time you ever hear them call themselves a saint is like when they're having a joke with, well, look at the saints are doing, look at the saints are doing on the TL. But like, mm. if you ask them, are you a saint? They'll say like, well, no. Or, or they'll say, well, obviously according to scripture, but they don't really believe that. And what we're attacking today <laughs> is according this to whole... scripture. I thought scriptures. In... <laughs> I thought the scriptures in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Anyway, <laughs> so um, what we're yeah, what we're really getting at today is this false humility. Um, that it's really pride, it's arrogance to do that, and here's why. So we all know that. The epistles explain who we are in Christ. So this is essentially, this is what God says about us. This is how God sees us. Righteous, holy, blameless, perfected, just, all these things. This is who we are. This is what God has said. Now, we also know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So what Jesus says about us is the truth about us. So if Jesus, who is truth, speaks truth over us, and that truth is, you are holy, righteous, blameless. <clears throat> If you then decide to believe something contrary to that, that's a lie, right? Because the opposite of the truth is a lie. So when you call yourself a sinner, and they're not... They're, I hate that people do this as well. They try and make it as though, like, you can be both. Mm. As though, like, yeah, you're a righteous sinner. That's not a phrase in the scriptures. <laughs> you're a holy sinner. That doesn't exist. You're, but there, there's so many scriptures where they're, like, mm. categorically opposed. Even Jesus Dualism. said, I didn't come to... Fam, He's killing our um, He said he came to bring singers, sinners to repentance, not the righteous. He, there's a distinction between the two. They're not the same thing. Yeah. No, I hear it. So let's just get rid of that crap because that's crap. You're not, you're not both. <clears throat> if the grace saved you, you're no longer a sinner. Mm. One guy I know said it as, if you drowned and you've been rescued, you're not going to call yourself a saved drowner. You're not still drowning. You've mm. been saved. So wow. you've been saved by grace. You're not still a sinner. Anyway. Yeah. So, this false humility says, yeah, I know that God has said this and I know that this is the truth about me, but I'm choosing to believe a lie. And then on top of that, it then says, but I'm being humble in doing so. <laughs> I'm sorry. When was, when was lying ever humility? I don't, un I don't understand that. What we're essentially saying to God is, God says to us, you are righteous, holy, blameless. And we say, yeah, but... Nah, come on, God. You're giving him glory. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so he's glorified by that. Come on, you know what I'm like, God. I'm not really. So you're telling God that he's wrong. He doesn't know you as well as you know yourself, right? That's essentially what we're saying here. That's actually. Oh, that's actually and sad. that's supposed to give God glory. We're all supposed to praise God for that. That the cross didn't do anything. Because that's essentially what we're saying. Like you guys have mentioned already, the cross was supposed to change you. That's what Jesus did. He died as you. You've been crucified with Christ, right? So if Jesus died your death, if the old man died with him, which we, if you've watched our last episode, you know about that one. If the old man died with him, you died with Christ, then you got changed at the cross. It wasn't that just that Jesus did something for you. Jesus did something to you. 
Thank and you. if something was done to you, you have absolutely no reason to identify with who you were before Christ. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it just it, that, yeah. that whole hum- fake, false humility thing is trash and it needs to go. Go on. It takes away, it takes away the, the, the understanding of union you have with God because it's like when you say, it's like Christ is living in you and because he's li- he lives in you, you are, you've been called, you are called, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit has taken residence in us and because of that, we're able to say that we are sons of God. So because we are sons, how can you say uh, in the same breath, I'm a son and I'm a sinner? It makes, it makes, it makes no sense. And for me, I feel like the, the view, the way you understand, um, the way you see yourself actually matters. It, like people think that this, we are just, we just, we just, I, I feel like it really changes the way you live your life as well. It's like the way you see yourself, because you, you don't see yourself in this place of always trying to beg God to make you something that he has already made you. If that made any, makes any sense. So like there is this huge, I don't know if you guys, if you guys agree, like there is this huge distinction between when, like for me, when I just used to see myself as, you know, I, I'm always in need of grace to recognizing that I have grace overflowing within me. Like there's a complete shift in mindset. So you, your prayers begin to change. <laughs> the things, <laughs> the things you, you say, it begins to change because I don't, you cannot, you cannot live outside of what, you cannot live outside of what your, I want to say your theology, but what, you cannot live outside of what you believe. What you, be, what you believe actually shapes the way you live your life. So if you, if you believe consistently that, if you <coughs> believe this, this lie, because if you believe, once you believe the lie, <laughs> the lie you, you, that lie becomes, it, it, that's, that's your focus. It yeah. becomes your truth is you. So once you, to me, once you believe that like that is that stands contrary to who you are right now, you'll be living your life from that place. You'll be living your life before the cross. You'll be living your life in, the, like, it, you, there's the peace, the joy, all of that stuff is gone because there's there is no rest. No, no, that's, there's no rest. You're just you're just like God, like there's make no rest me holy. Wicked, right? <laughs> and our hearts, our hearts are desperately wicked, so there's no rest for us. Right? It's like Lord, make me holy, but God is saying one like, Hebrews holy. four. God, keep saying, keep going. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no man, it's, it's it's so sad because you see you see people struggling, 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 and you're like, "Gee, open open the scriptures and see what God says about you." It's so it's so simple. See what God says about you. Believe that. Agree with that, and just live live from that place of rest. But um, for some people that have that are that are still that still have that mindset, it's it's very easy. Just drop it. <laughs> Literally, just. I was gonna say I was gonna say so how I think one of the things so coming into this whole deconstruction um phase that we've been in where I've been in um so even before that I never used to believe in this whole you know sinner saved by grace just didn't make sense but during this deconstruction period phase that we've been in um and we've learned so much more stuff Back then, I didn't necessarily see the damage that this understanding, this this mindset, this this type mm. of theology actually had. So now that I'm sitting on the fence and just seeing how a lot of Christians live their lives, some of the things that they say, you can actually see the damage that it does to a lot of people. Especially now that we're sitting with with the understanding that with the understanding that we have now, this whole sinner saved by grace thing, it's 
it's very crazy because there's so many people that are still living in bondage, but they've been set free. And the reason why they're still living in bondage is because they still believe that they're, they are sinners, right? And then you and now and then now you add so many different things. So let's say you go to you speak to people and you ask them, okay, cool. How do you tackle this? How do you tackle that? They will give you a list, a list of rules. You have to humble the flesh because if you're a sinner, subconsciously, sorry, if you still, if you think you're, when people they, when people say that they, they are sinners saved by grace, subconsciously they still think that their flesh is still alive and they're battling their you flesh. You've got mm-hmm. a dual nature. So you sit, you sit down with them and then you ask them the questions. Okay, cool. So how do you do this? What do you think about this? And they'll tell you, oh, but what about the practical aspects? Okay, in fact, you tell them about who they are in Christ, and then they'll tell you about the. Your flesh is still this. We're gonna fall sometimes. We're gonna do this, that, and then they'll be giving you list of. They'll give be giving you a list of so many different things to stop. That's actually the way I actually to, to sub, <laughs> And yeah, and to try and subdue your flesh because you know we still have indwelling sin inside of us. We're still this and still that, and all of these things there. And then my mind thinking, so this is the same Christianity that we want to go out, go out and tell people you need to believe in this God who loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you. Like we said, this. And when you understand that the cross was a cosmic event, as John mentioned earlier, it didn't just, Christ didn't just die from you, didn't just die for you to save you from your sins. He also died as you, right? And because you died as him, he died as you, you also died with him and he took you out of sin completely and he put away sin. He gave you a complete new nature. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17, right? And the very life that we live is his life. Galatians 2, 20, Colossians 3, 3 to 4, Right? But you're now that's your reality. You're completely you're done with sin. But then yeah, because you still have this mindset that I'm a sinner, sustained sustained by grace, number one, two different things here. You're still the sinner and you're just being carried by grace. No, grace is actually what flows <laughs> No, grace grace is actually what flows in you because grace is Jesus himself. That actually flows through you. That's who you are. Right? So why so 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 that's your reality, but then you go out here still saying this stuff. And then you're coming up with all of these things to try and manage your Christianity, to try and do this and do that. Yeah, we'll save some. Yeah, we 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 sin sometimes. We're just a sinner, you know, being carried on, being carried along by grace. We're just this. We're just that. And and your Christianity is boring. You're not you're not you're not bearing the fruits of your union with God, because you don't understand your reality properly. You actually don't understand your reality properly. You don't understand that you're free from sin. You're not no sinner. God doesn't even call you that, which yeah. makes me laugh. He doesn't call you that. He calls yeah. you Satan, he calls you son, he calls you daughter, he calls you him. In fact, I love the verse. Some people also, mm, so one is a lot of people that like to say this whole, okay, sinner saved by grace are the same guys that will tell you, okay, like you guys mentioned earlier, we need Jesus. You need to know Jesus. You need to do X, Y, Z to know Jesus. You need to, we need Jesus daily. Even some of our favorite worship leaders, they've all, you hear it. We just need you more. We just need this. Yeah, man, we're just, we're just a wretch. We're nothing about yes, we're nothing without you. But the thing is, that was before. Now you are something because he lives in you. We have him exactly. So you'll be saying all of we say all of this stuff, literally neglecting, right? What God says about you, and it's so funny because now you want to know Jesus, right? More and more, <clears throat> you want to know Jesus more and more. However, the emphasis is more about what he. The emphasis is more that he knows you, right, rather than you knowing him. That's where the emphasis lies. So you see how. The pattern literally just begins to grow from when you have this mindset that you're a sinner saved by grace. And now you start to think like this. You now start to think like that. You now start to think like that, 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 that. All of these things that are contrary to the reality that you have in Christ. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, 
that's workspace Christianity. <laughs> and there, where's the joy in that? Where's the peace? Where's the rest? Where's the, the rest thing, that we've been called into? Where is it? So that's the thing. So, no, it's true. Because I was, I was gonna say that um, these same people, when it comes to it's, and I call it schizophrenic Christianity for a reason. On the one hand, when it comes to justification, everybody's like, yeah, we're justified by faith, not by works. It's Jesus that makes us righteous. Okay, cool. So when it comes to righteousness, it's not by your works. Yeah. But the same, they'll be like, but I still sin. That's why I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. I don't understand. I thought we weren't using our works to define who we were. Why is it now you've, you've, you've changed the barometer? Why have you now changed the parameters? And now it's all about what you do that defines who you are. That's Mm. nonsense. We are in Christ. As he is, so are we. In this world, not the world to come, here, now. In this world, we are like him. So what does that mean? If you want to know what we are like, we look to him. He is our mirror. He shows us what we're like. This is what uh, 2 Corinthians 3, no, 3? Yeah, 3 talks about. About we behold him. Yeah, 2 yeah, Corinthians 3. 3. Yeah. Yeah. 3, 18. 18. We behold him. He be his glory. We behold that like a mirror. Like we're looking in a mirror because we're seeing our reflection. We're yeah. seeing this. Oh, this is what we look like. We are the glory of God, right? Mm, There's no the glory faces. of God is not sin. Oh. exactly. The glory of God is not wow. sin. So how 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 are you looking at that and it's a sinner? That's nonsense. <laughs> wow. It's rubbish. It needs to go honestly, right? Wow. So we don't use our works to define who we are. Jesus defines who we are. And Jesus isn't a sinner. So if you're exactly. calling yourself a sinner, you're calling him a sinner. Are you exactly. going to do that? Because exactly. you wouldn't do that with him, would you? Exactly. You wouldn't do that with him? Of course not. But that's what he... That's how he sees us. Jesus sees us as he sees himself. And then, John, what they'll say is, no, God. but he's God, though. He's no. God, though. <laughs> Are you trying to say that you're God? No. Yeah, but then that means that union with him. First John 4 says it. As he is, so are you. In this world, in this short world. and simple. So the, 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 and this is the thing, this, that conversation, the whole sinner saved by grace thing actually breaks that understanding of union because it makes you look at, look like this small petty person or there's this almighty God that, um, if you sin, he'll get up. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus, Lord. Ah! And then, and then we also, and then <laughs> no, it's on top of that, <clears throat> and then on top of that now, what we start to do is, or what's happened is because now we have all these doctrines on things like progressive sanctification. Um, so we're becoming less oh, yeah, sinners. That, we're yeah, becoming, you're, you're you're, beca- you're becoming, yeah, more holy we're becoming less day, of a sinner actions, as time goes good. on. Exactly. So we see how all, where all of these things begin to develop from because we're not seeing ourselves properly in light of Christ. He's literally our mirror, period. He, there is no other standard to compare to at all we don't look to moses we don't look to david we don't look to any of them we look to jesus christ and him alone we don't even look to paul exactly we're gonna touch on that we're gonna touch on that verse we're gonna deal with your verses for you don't worry man (laughs) (laughs) what we're saying is is simple man sin sin is not powerful enough to change your nature it can't it's not Mm. it's not it's not because that that was already defeated that was done that was dealt with it was the issue was never sin so that that was just that was just in the way in that the way, has yeah. been dealt oh, with. So you have There's something that you're even saying as well. What you just said, Come sin. On, yeah, tell me what I'm saying, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so no, what, what what you just said was was very key. You mentioned sin. So you know when we when all right, cool. So as a sinner, a sinner, somebody that sins, right? Well, of course, yeah. as the definition is, has been said. So because you because now you have this man, so you're a sinner still saved by grace 
one of the another reason why you never experience the actual fruits of your or the reality of your union is because again we have this old idea that sin separated us from god which is common belief amongst every christian it did but only in our minds and it wasn't god that left us it was us that left god in our it was us that left god in our minds we were alienated from god with our minds now, but because not a lot of Christians actually have the foundational understanding of what, what really happened and how sin actually, what sin really did, right? A lot of, and now, yeah, of what sin really did, what happens is now, we all begin to, you begin to say, okay, cool, I'm a sinner. And when you sin, it's as if now God has run away. And then you have to work to get him back. <laughs> you have to work to get him back. And you've literally not, you've literally missed union you've literally missed oh, and people please don't say that oh we're straw man in here or who believes that because i see a lot of that on the table yeah, exactly that? we get these dms all the time <laughs> this is real life experience people genuinely believe this we're not just making this up out of anywhere exactly these are the things that people deal with on a daily basis and exactly because of the rubbish teaching yeah maybe your pastor's not preaching it exactly like that but if he believes in any of this stuff, he is part of the problem. Exactly. Mm. It's systemic. It's systemic Christianity, right? We talk about no, not black lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it's man, it's dude. embedded in modern evangelicalism. This idea that you need to you need to bring yourself down to exalt God. Exalt First God, of all, yeah. God's already exalted. exalted. Jesus you is cannot, you in cannot. heavenly places. Thank you. Far above. You don't change that by saying he's this and he's that. You don't magnify Jesus, God. Fam. Even he's already magnified. little things like oh. You make Jesus Lord. That's nonsense. Jesus was Lord whether you believed it or not. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you acknowledge that truth, that's what your salvation is. It's like, oh snap, this is actually true. Yeah. That's what salvation is. You don't make Jesus anything. Jesus is who he is. He is God all by himself. I've forgotten, is that an Evangel Bassett? Yeah. I really like that. Because yeah. yeah. it's true. He is who he is. Whether you acknowledge that doesn't change a thing. And who he said you are is who you are. That doesn't change anything. Sin doesn't have the power to change your nature. This is who you are, and this is the problem. Most of us don't actually think that we are who Jesus says we are. That's what exactly. I'm saying. So People don't believe Jesus in their salvation, man. No, it's, it's annoying. Because you have, Romans you have six saying, eleven, man. God has said that you're righteous. And you say, no, Titus 1 verse 2 clearly says God cannot lie. It's not in his nature. He doesn't. So when, when, when God says... Listen, look at I look at you. You are the righteousness of God. I see in you I see my son, and that that is it. That's how God sees every single one of you right now. He sees you as perfect, holy, blameless sons and daughters in his name. That's what you've been brought into. Why would you now say, oh, let me even take this off. Hallelujah. <laughs> Why would you now say? Why would you now say that that God that brought you, that, that saved you. He, he did all of this stuff. He, like John rightly said, we, we don't make him Lord. This, you did not ask him to come and die in the first place. You did not, none of this exactly. stuff. You, you were not included oh, in wow. any of okay. this. Come on. All of this was by, I'm <laughs> telling nice, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come on, come on, all, come all on. Of this, all of this was by grace. Meaning, he oh, started by grace, is going to end by grace. So the whole journey from the start to the end is by grace. Aye, aye, so hold on, I'm coming back. Hold on, hold on. Let me go get my wine. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but, actually, 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 but honestly, though, guys, it started by grace and it, end, it ends by grace. So the whole journey is what the Father says about you. And there's something I, I tweeted today. Every single thing God said about Jesus, he says about you. God says to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That is the same thing as you. Because as he is, so are you in this world. So there is no 
there is no difference there is no oh my god yeah it's gonna be there but there is no difference between you and christ there is no jesus christ lived the life perfect without sin and now this, empowered by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has now taken um, indwelling within you. So you live the same life without sin. The fact that you, you sin does not make you a sinner. It does not change your nature. God does not lie. So once he said that you are righteous, you better believe. <laughs> oh, oh, it doesn't make any sense. On carry so on, many John. Levels, get, right? Carry on with the anger. <laughs> it says stuff like, <laughs> like We'll say stuff like, all right. We'll say stuff like he exalts his word above his name. Mm. Any the word that comes forth of his mouth will be it will complete what it's been sent forth to do. Mm. So if his word has said, mm. not that we believe the Bible is the word of God, but hear me out. If his word, if God says over us, if God speaks over us that we are righteous, holy, and blameless, yeah, that's true. Believe it. This is the first time we have a sweaty. Oh, oh, Jerome, the new <laughs> Your job is to believe. I don't know who's. I feel, I feel like it's an Andrew Murray quote. When he says these things about us, holy, righteous, blameless, our job is to say amen, not argue. Man. Mm. Oh my God, I'm this. You know what I did this year? Thank up. you. Just shh, shh. say amen. Acknowledge that. Believe that. Receive that. That's the gospel. And this this whole nonsense of oh I'm a sinner say by grace, we all fall short daily, uh daily and all these other non like non existent verses they use to say that, right? It perpetuates this lifestyle of there's no real victory. Like if we're being honest, there's no victory. I was about to say you, you haven't actually overcome anything. It's just your like it's patchwork. It's patchwork Christianity. No, one hundred percent. By the grace of God, there go I. I'm just getting by, man. By the, I just want to make heaven. And that's not. Yeah. That's, it is one. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Two. Yeah. We are told multiple times, "Thanks be unto God, mm. who always oh, causes us causes to triumph. triumph." Do you think sin is not something He's caused us to triumph it. over? Oof. Thanks be unto God, who gives us the victory it's through great. our Lord Jesus Christ. His what name. do we have? What did Jesus? Oof. Okay, First John three tells us that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Come on, the works mm, of the devil could mm, mm. sin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the sin in your life he came to destroy it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the victory that we have and we overcome Come by on. our faith as we believe that mm-hmm. so as we believe that wait a second I'm actually dead to sin no I'm not a sinner I'm a saint I'm holy that's what saint means saint means holy one you can't be a holy sinner how does that make sense at all. Where, where is that in the bible remember <sighs> as Jesus is so are you to the point where when Saul was persecuting Christians, before he became Paul, on the road to Damascus, when Jesus meets him, Jesus says to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Hold on, Jesus. If I remember this correctly, you'd already left the earth by then. Saul was persecuting Christians, but that's not what Jesus asked, because wow. we are his body. Get it? Jesus yeah. says to him, why do you persecute me? me? Because that's how Jesus sees us, as one. Okay. That's, this is union. When Jesus sees us, he sees himself. We mm. are his body. He sees us as the same thing. This is yeah. what Adam and Eve points to. Mm-hmm. Man and woman become one flesh. That was that was a typology of, of Christ in the church. That's us. Mm-hmm. One flesh. One no, flesh. They don't see, he doesn't see, oh, that's them and that's... No, we are one. What happens to them happens to me. We are yeah. together. We are one. We are in union. And that whole, oh, we need Jesus every day. As Jerome said, it, 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 it cuts at that union thing. Because yeah. it makes it sound like... That's not what union sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need my. You have him. What are you on about? What are you about? You need him. You have him. You, you're one. Yeah. You, like, you, you don't <laughs> lack him. 
You have to get what you, what, what you want about. That doesn't make any sense. You haven't received a zombie. It doesn't yet. make any sense. <laughs> so it's that it just needs to go like that whole mindset of oh I'm being it's not humble and it doesn't glorify God. Let's be real. Phil Johnson has a really nice illustration. First of all, we need to get rid of the idea that God is proud and God has pride. And so God needs his ego boosted. Mm. Yes, yes. Talk about how rubbish you are because I am so great. No, that's not what God is like. God is humble. Mm. Philippians 2 goes into explicit detail about that. That's what Jesus shows us, the humility of God. God humbles himself to to a womb. God becomes submitted to... Uh, what Mary would have been like, what, 13, 14 year old girl? Mm. She's the one that's housing the fullness of God in her belly. If she doesn't wow. breastfeed Jesus, he will die. He will die. That's humility. Wow. About. So, wow. God is humble. So let's 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 not do all that. Oh, we need to exalt him. We need to lift him up. He's lifted up, exalted, whether you acknowledge that or not, it doesn't matter. And he doesn't need you to do that either. He mm-hmm. that's happened. Fact. Mm-hmm. Finished work. Right. <sighs> but then we think that in order not only do we do that, and that's already wrong. We then think that it, it, it makes it even better when we then put ourselves down. If I have a son who's bad at maths and I'm a maths genius, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lecturer at, uni- at Cambridge for maths, right? You think if I go to my son's parents evening and they tell me that my son is rubbish at maths, I'm going to be like, yeah, but I'm really good though. As though that's going to make me look better. Is, is, is that going to make me look better? When you're telling, you're telling me that my son's really rubbish at maths, is that glorifying me because I'm really good at maths? There's, there's no glory in that. That's no not. That actually makes me look worse. Doesn't take glory in your Because, like, fam, I teach maths to this degree and my son's not good at maths. What's going on here? Mm. But we think that with God, when he's called us all these things and we tell the world we're rubbish, we're worms, we're worthless, we're wicked, we're doing it, they'll look at you like, what's the difference between you and me then? You might not saying that we're wicked, but you're saying you're also wicked. So what? We're sinners, but you're also sinners. So what, what exactly does Jesus do? He, he clearly doesn't make a difference. He doesn't change anything. Doesn't and that's not the gospel. That's rubbish. That's actual, like, that's actual nonsense, no. right? So we need to deal with that whole mindset of, oh, I need to bring myself down. Yeah. Da, da, da. That, that's not what God, that, that, that's dead. The one thing that matters, when it, calls, when it talks about one faith, right? There's one baptism, one Lord, one faith. I love how Francois did talk put it. There's one faith. That faith is not your faith. What you believe about God, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. In terms of how you live your life. I mean, it does, but you'll see why I say that. What really matters is what he believes about you. Mm. Because that is the truth. You need to make your belief about him and your belief about yourself get in line with that. He believes about you. So if Jesus believes about us that we are righteous, holy and blameless, mm-hmm. you have absolutely no right to turn around and tell him otherwise and tell other people otherwise. You're lying. I'm so Let's No, you're lying. This is not like, we don't sugarcoat this down and make it sound like, no, it's all right. No, it's not. It's a lie. It's false. It's not true. So don't say it. You're spreading, you're you're desecrating what the cross did. Mm. You're spitting on the finished work of Christ. Mm. And maybe when people hear it in this language, they'll understand what they're doing. It's crap. Stop trying to identify yourself by what you do. You don't have the right to do that. God has said what he has said. That's true. You get in line with that. You, you, That's you, it. Yeah, no, I kind of like, agree with Period. that. Period. Because at, at some point, I remember someone said, I don't know who said it, but um, well, if you actually believe that you'll not be free from sin until you die, then death is actually your saviour, not Jesus. Eh? Not Jesus. Yeah. It's, that, it's, that, it's, it's that so crazy because it's true. That's what a lot of people believe, that from, from this moment, from salvation, 
their whole salvation journey is this consistent battle with sin, 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 sin. And because every single time that every single time they sin, they identify themselves as a sinner. And that's the thing. The more the you sin believe, management program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The more you believe and identify yourself with a false identity, the more you live out the identity. Because exactly. it's 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 what your mind the scriptures as a man thinking in his heart. That's that's how it is. So because that's what that's what you've identified yourself with that's what's consistently in your mind regardless of what god has already said is true <clears throat> concerning you because you've you've decided to ignore the word of god that's actually, actually true I'm not gonna lie. you did ignore the word of god Jesus. <laughs> 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 make sure you understand the reason for that course <laughs> anyways <laughs> No, oh because you know God. what the word of God said about you. Hey, bro, say later. <laughs> to what Jesus no, said about you. Ignore you. That. <laughs> because you ignore that and you call him false, you call him a liar. Because of that, that's the reason why you you consistently and that's how that's how I see it. The the reason why people consistently like struggle, struggle with their with their intimate like understanding of who they are who they are in christ right now and the reason why they struggle with that a lot with the understanding of union is because they identify themselves with this false reality that that old the old man believed there was separation the old man believed that the 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 in them in the mind there was they were alienated from god and because that's what many people still think like regardless of what the truth has the truth is about them they consistently leave it out and for that's 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 all we're trying to say. Listen, just drop that understanding, drop that, drop that, drop that way of seeing yourself, and come into agreement with what God has said concerning you. Come into agreement with this because that way you'll be able to live out this righteousness. You'll be able to live out this this thing. And when you are when you're out there preaching the gospel, is is it's completely different. So you're not you're not telling people about a, a life that. You um yeah you're not preaching a gospel that is essentially saying come out and just 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 make it through the day. The grace of God is there consistently to help you, help you. Um yeah, every just make sure that you repent. Make sure you once you, you your your gospel is now is now fruitful. Is now focused on the finished work of Jesus Christ on on what He's done on what you've been brought into. There is now an element of trust, victory, um, certainness. If there's a word. <laughs> Certainty. Yeah. Don't worry, English is not his first language. Don't worry, it's not my first language. <laughs> he came in French. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm doubling between both of them. Oh, is a source. <laughs> the certainty is there. Now that once once you now once you understand this, you you're now certain. You know where you're going. You know you know what you've been brought into. Now you can live out this life. You can now speak to another person that is that is like John Riley said. What is the difference between you and another like someone in the world when you're when you're telling them, oh yeah, no no, I've been I've been bat- I, I'm I'm a sinner. Yeah, you are a sinner, but I, I'm a sinner as well. The only difference is I have been saved <laughs> by grace. That makes no sense. No, really, the only difference is I die and go to heaven, and you don't. That's what. That's that's literally what it is. That saved by grace didn't do anything. I'm still a sinner, so you know, it's just I die and go to heaven, and you burn. Yeah, 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 you just burn. It's nonsense, but we won't touch that today. (laughs) Go on, Jerome. Anyway, (laughs) no, no, no. So, I just wanna. um, I think yeah, let's 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 start. You know, killing off some of the <laughs> scriptures. scriptures. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of the scriptures that people love to use. Just oh, ooh, there's also one thing as well. Please, 
There is no beautiful paradox. I've heard this before. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there is Aye. no beautiful paradox. Jesus Aye. doesn't talk of that. Paul doesn't rod. talk of that. So let's not kill <laughs> Aaron's rod, man. Oh my so God. let's not build. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let, it, let's, let's not. For me, how I see it, that's just denial, right? You're just failing to deny your actual reality. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's either you're a sinner or you're not. There's no beautiful paradox or mix between the two that makes it, you know, a beautiful story. That's rubbish. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've seen it so many times. Because that paradox, the effect of that is you're essentially undermining God and undermining the cross. Exactly. You're you're trying to be so... You're schizo. You're Jekyll and Hyde at the same time. Exactly. You're deaf and life at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! Oh my days! Oh, it's actually gosh. so true, man. Like, oh. No. Uh, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Man. cool. Um, so let's say let's go to Romans. Romans seven fifteen, right? So Paul talks about for I do not Paul says for I do not understand my own actions. For I do not what I want to do, but I do the very thing that I hate. Now you've heard us stress upon this in other videos, but we're going to stress upon it again. Romans 7 is not talking about a believer. It's talking about a man living under the law. The law. Under the the law. law. Under the law. I'm going to keep under the law. That (laughs) provides the context. And the reason why it's funny, because even I think verse from verse 1 to 4, that's where in Romans 7, Paul mentions that we've been married to Christ and we're no longer under the law. Right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then you you go, then before he starts talking about his experience under the law, he mentions, I write to you, brethren, those that know the law, something along those lines. So then he goes into what the effects of it, what the effects were like under the law. It's got nothing to do with us having a dual nature, right? In now that we're in Christ. No. So stop using Romans seven to back up that we're still sinners saved by grace and things like that. No. The purpose of the law was to reveal sin. It's it's, spoken in the present tense, so it must have been Paul talking about him. Listen, if you read Romans 7 in context, Romans 7 is not, you don't just go to Romans 7 and just read that. There's a 6, there's a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. There's also an 8, right? And a 9, 10, 11. (laughs) And there's a 12. The The 12 is good as well. The theme of Romans 7, the theme that Romans 7 is addressing starts in Romans 6. Right, where Paul talks about our being dead to sin. You can't read Romans 6, 7, and 8, because that's where the thread really ends, and then the 9, he goes into something else. Mm-hmm. You can't read 6, 7, and 8 and think that Paul's talking about believers in 7, because they're exactly. so contradictory to everything he's mentioned before and after. 6, exactly. Hammers on the word dead to sin, verse 11. Reckon yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. Romans 6, 6, the old man has been crucified, has been done away with, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Destroyed, destroyed. The body of sin, the old man, destroyed already on the cross, done away with, right? That's the very much the language of Romans 6. Uh, verse 18, that we were slaves to sin. Past tense, were. Having been set mm-hmm. free from sin, now you are slaves to righteousness. So see, yeah. righteousness is who we are. Not just what we have. It's, oh, it's been imputed. It's been, what's that legal crap they say? Uh, uh, um, um, I've been declared righteous. Decla- as though that's... As, as the, that's, I, oh, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> when they take, they take the high truths oh, of scripture and they water them down to this mm. nonsense... And then throw in words that the scriptures never added. Oh yeah, you're positionally holy. 
We're positioning these sinners, but in real life, I'm sorry. Where's where do, where are we positionally seated in Christ? We are in Christ. We are in heavenly places. It's not a position. This is who we are, right? So they do that. That's Romans six. You're dead to sin. End of story. Go meditate on that chapter for the next three years if you're not getting it. Yeah, honestly, three then years. we come to Romans seven where he begins. And John Carter said you way. need to spend four years, at least four <laughs> years, in Romans six. <laughs> in fact, you just reminded me. So in Romans 6, verse 14, he then says that we are not under the law. We are under grace. Law, grace. Two camps. Not the same. Not a mixture. Not a little bit of law. No. <coughs> not under the law. Under grace. Have that in mind because when we go to, um, to chapter 7, now he begins to speak about being under the law. Then when we go to Romans 8, he says that we've been set free from that law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is not, oh, uh, I'm a sinner. I'm a... No, the law of sin and death is the law of Moses. That's what we've been set free from. That's what he says in Romans 7, 6, by the way. You've been delivered from the law. So the law of Moses was producing sin and death. And I, I Paul mm-hmm. says in like, um, what version is it? I mean, what verse is it? He says that uh, I died. From apart from law, sin was dead. I was once alive without the law, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Yeah. The command which was to bring life, I found to bring death. So the law was killing him, right? This is kind of how Paul speaks about the law. It's the ministry of death, according to 2 Corinthians 3, 7. All these other things that the Bible says about the law that people just don't clock. And you still want to obey the Ten Commandments. But again, that's for another episode. So anyway, <laughs> Romans 7. The moral Romans law. Romans 7 is not... <laughs> as well, that's in scripture. Romans 7 is not talking about a believer experience. This is why when you read from verse, I think it's 15 to 24, it's, all the bits about oh the stuff I don't want to do I do but the stuff yeah 15 yeah. yeah he never mentions the Holy Spirit the Spirit's not mentioned because the Spirit's not present mm. because it's a man living in his flesh trying to keep the law mm. now we go to Romans 8 then he says the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free set us free from the law of sin and death and now mm-hmm. all through Romans 8 it's talking about the Spirit the Spirit the Spirit see Romans 7 there's no Christ Romans 6 there's Christ you his death burial and resurrection Romans 7 is living under the law as a man in the flesh. Romans 8 is living in the spirit, walking in the spirit. 8 and 6 are us, our experience. 7 mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. And that's really the one that they used to hammer on. Oh, Paul was as amazing as he was. Paul was still a sinner. He sinned every day. Why would Paul say things about, like, you know, uh, follow my follow my, my conduct? You guys have seen that I've been blameless among you. Not even to say, there was, there, was a, there was a verse where he said it wasn't even just me. It was those around me too. All of us, when we came, we were blameless. We behaved blamelessly among you. Why would Paul say, follow me as I follow Christ if he's flipping, sinning every day yeah. and he can't exactly. stop? What exactly. example is that setting? Why would you want to follow that? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, that's Romans 7. Though, and it doesn't make right. sense because Paul would not hammer home in Romans 6 that you're dead to sin. He would not hammer home in many different, ver- in other um, places that you're the temple of God. All of this stuff, if he was living a lifestyle contrary. Because if I do a first John 1 because you always say this one. <laughs> I'm not a sinner, I've always got sin. If you say you haven't got sin, you're <laughs> Oh my days. Alright, so uh which one? Uh, Galatians 5. Let's just no, do a first John. No, do, do first John 1 8. First John 1 8. Oh beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> if we say that we have no sin, <laughs> we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You know what? Let me let, let me even look at the the whole of first john one, one. guys first john one i don't I, I don't know if you've said it in a previous episode but if you've not said it i think we've said it but it was it was yeah anyways this is let's say here clearly first john one is clearly not talking to believers what it's an epistle though no, yeah no, i had no, to no, leave no. <laughs> i had to leave bye <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's, it's not talking to believers because you see, there is a, there is a way that um, John addresses John writes in 1 John 1 and compared to 1 John, um, 1 John 2 verse 1 because 1 John 2 1 starts, 1 John 1 starts with in the beginning, uh, that which was from the beginning which we have heard, we have seen with our eyes, we have looked upon this down the 30 and in 1 John 2, John now begins to address, my, he says, my little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. In 1 John 1, when, um, when John is talking, he's talking about people that are unbelievers, people that are not yet saved. He says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light. Take, take, take it like this. John is writing to <coughs> unbelievers. Yeah, let's start from there. Forget every single, every single <laughs> thing that you've been told. John is, John is writing to unbelievers. He says, this is the message that we have heard. This is the gospel that we've heard from and we have declared to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. So if, if we said that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as in the light, we have fellowship with the, 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 the. If we now say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. The only way you say that um, if you are a believer, yeah, if you are a believer, if you go down, if you read First John 1, don't just stop at First John 1, read First John 2, First John 3. If you are a believer, you have the right to say, that you have no sin because the truth is living in you. If it's, John says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You the can't... spirit of truth is living in us, according to John. That same John in his gospel says that, that Jesus says that about us. Think about it. Why would John say? Why would John say that the the truth is not in the truth is not in us? And if if why would he say the truth is not in us if he's if he's addressing believers because he clearly knows that the truth. And I think later on in First John 1, he actually says something along the lines of, uh, if, if we make said that we have not seen, we make him a lie. And his word is not in us. First John 1 is clearly not addressing believers. So for every single... First John 2, he literally says that the word is in them. I, in believers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can't like the first time that I actually heard that. Because, you know, First John 1 is with the, the scripture that majority of people used to declare and decree that as a Christian... <laughs> You always, you always have to. <laughs> you always have Just to. No, it, it, it brings the whole false humility. We say if we, if I say that I have no sin, I'm uh, deceived. I'm, I'm living. De I'm living in deception. <clears throat> that you're an I'm Arab, bro. Just to say one thing. Just, just to say one thing. Yeah. Yes, in your Bibles there are because you got to remember these are letters, so they were written to people to churches and remember in your congregations there wasn't just christians there was also different sets of people in this day and age in john's day and age there was heretics and they were and they came from a gnostic camp so he was also addressing them it's not too different from you sitting going to church now and there are unbelievers sitting in your congregation and you know when your pastor is talking to them he's not actually always talking to you think about it like that that's simply what's happening here he's literally telling these guys because you think what, what, what John is actually saying, he's literally calling them to salvation. And he literally says here um, in verse... Um, I think in verse 7. As I said, in verse 7, he says... If no, no, we, verse, um, no, no, verse 3. In fact, I right, called... Things we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that which we have seen and which we have heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. He's calling them to salvation. So he's clearly not talking to a believer. You're already in fellowship with the Father and in the Son. That's eternal life, according to John, according to Jesus in John 17, 3. So... 
And Fez just... This is the thing, right? I mean, we have a whole teaching on this. We have a whole... Pla- on this channel, this YouTube channel, if you're listening on Spotify and whatever, um, youtube.com slash The Grace Platform, on that channel, you will see a video called Why First John 1 is Not Talking to Believers. And we talk about the whole thing there. <clears throat> but just to really touch on something you said it makes no sense to use 1st John 1 8 for a believer when 1st John 1 7 literally ends with your cleansable sin that's what I was literally about to say yeah 1st John 1 7 he says we've been been working on that so at that moment you've been cleansed of all sin you have no sin because you've been cleansed of all of it so why would John then say the next verse (laughs) you haven't been cleansed of sin though he wouldn't unless he's schizophrenic but that's the nature of that Christianity so that's why it makes sense to them Thankfully, I have the mind of Christ, and I actually like I I, I think with that. I don't I yeah. don't I don't I don't use this. That's 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 carnal thinking. Oh, the flesh is a bit. No, the flesh is gone, dead, gone. Leave that. That's what the cross did. None of this, none of this nonsense. I like I'm I'm actually so tired of it because I've seen so many people cling to a lie, then preach the lie, then anybody else that comes with the actual truth, they call them deceived according Heretics. to this verse. And then well, say that how, we are preaching error. Well, how can you say that this is not to believers? I'm a bit annoyed that some some Christians are, are devaluing certain scriptures <laughs> and uh, saying they're not for believers when they're in the Bible. Come on, mate. Don't be lazy with your exegesis, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, don't be no lazy with your exegesis and preaching rubbish. Come on, man. <laughs> And they want to say that we're devaluing scripture when the scriptures are saying <laughs> who we are in Christ. are like, ah, it's positional. Exactly. That's devaluing scripture. No, it's clear. I think it's because I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. First John, First John 1 starts completely different from the rest of the other. Doesn't, the other. it was funny. Yeah, it doesn't even have an address. Like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't address, address anyone. Belie- fam, doesn't, when John addresses believers, he's very clear. First John 2, yeah, 1, exactly. my little children. First John 2, 7, brethren. 12 and 13, he's talking about my little children, then young men, then fathers. Uh, my little children, three, he, one. Like he, whenever he's addressing one, believers, one of love. very specific. And then, if he then says in verse 8 that oh, you're without sin, don't say you're without sin, you're deceived. Why would he then say in verse 1, 2, 1, I write these things to you that you may not sin? Doesn't make sense. He, three verses before, he just told us that we'll never be without sin. Then he tells us that what he's about to write to us is so that we don't sin. Exactly. And then hold on. You Christians are born of God, right? Christians are born of God, right? That's what it means to be saved, right? That's John 3, 9. It's okay, exactly. That one is How do you reconcile that? That one is different. He, he who believes Jesus the Son abides in him, right? That's what John also tells us in that epistle. Mm-hmm. And he says that those who abide in him, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't sin. sin. In fact, he actually says they cannot sin. That's first John 3, 9. So, exactly. whenever one of you guys has the ability to execute that scripture to me properly, I'd love to hear it. And not, they're, they're, what they do is they flip it to, we'll not keep on sinning. They will not go on sinning. But then they also say that we'll never stop sinning. Because, you know, for as long as we're in this body, we're always going to sin. So, it, even, even in you trying to make that verse work, your theology goes against the same verse. It doesn't work. It says you we've been believe the Bible. It says... The nature of a believer is to overcome sin fully. In fact, it, we have sin overcome sin entirely. We have, like, no, verse 7 is crazy because he says, He, Jesus Christ, has cleansed us from all. There is not one, <laughs> there's not, that's the funny thing. People actually believe that God forgot some sin in the, on the cross. He <laughs> 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 left a remnant for oh, the remnant. <laughs> oh, man, Lord. Yeah, this is this is interesting, man. But 
first john first john one um feel free to check out the oh, i think there'll be information down below but feel free yeah, to check yeah, it out know, there's we'll a slap, whole we'll the links there's a the whole thing on in it. the video description and then i'll deal with the everybody's favorite verse to use for this right uh what's it first timothy 1 verse 15. This oh yeah is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that jesus christ came into the world to save sinners of whom i am chief well there you have it guys listen so you guys are all wrong because Paul said he's the chief of sinners, which means that if he, with the with the the chief revelation of the anointing Jesus, on the Paul, the chief revelation of the, of the finished work of Christ, if he said that he's the chief of sinners, do you really think that you aren't also a sinner? And I'd be like, yeah, that that's a that's a great question, and unfortunately, that's just not what Paul was saying. So, you know us, when we deal with scriptures, we like to go into context. We go, we look up before and after see what's been spoken of <clears throat> so if we would start from verse 8 we're not we slack just to say we're not <laughs> we're not slack we don't mess about with the scriptures that's what I'm saying <laughs> this is not, not guesswork <laughs> we we're not babies oh with this thing trust me by anyway. sorry, sorry John go on if we were to go from verse 8 we would see that Paul begins talking about the law but we know the law is good if one uses it lawfully and now I love doing this because people never clock this. I never clocked this verse until until I heard it. Someone teaching, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then when he's bring it to the plats, if... God. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he preached on it at the plats, er, I, me, I, <laughs> I remember I had to. I I remember speaking to Ephraim. I was like, "Fam, what?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! This is what Paul says. We know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. So whatever he's about to tell us is the lawful use of the law. And he says that the law is only good when we use it this way. Mm. This is what he says. The law is not made for a righteous person. Oh, snap. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. So the law is not for us. Sorry. That includes the Ten Commandments, by the way. They are the ministry of death, according to 2 Corinthians 3.7. The actual ten, written and engraved on stones. So none of the laws for you. But again, mm -hmm. it's for another episode. Then he lists like a bunch of sins, sinners and the ungodly sinners. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, exactly what we're talking about. The law is not for a righteous person, but for the lawless and the insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners. Oh, hold on. I thought we're righteous sinners. Why, why, why would Paul, has Paul forgotten who he is? He's the chief of sinners, right? So the law, the law, the law should be for sinners, right? It should be for righteous and sinners because they're the same thing apparently. Like, we can be both, right? But he contradicts them here. He contrasts them here because they're not. You can't be mm -hmm. both. You're one exactly. or the other goes through this and he gets to and I thank Jesus Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry although I was formerly a blasphemer a persecutor and an insolent man see how he speaks about himself in the past tense he doesn't identify himself as that anymore he clearly thinks he's righteous according to first Timothy 1 but when he lives himself all these when he gives himself all these labels he says that I was formerly those things why because that man was crucified with Christ great mm -hmm. But I obtained mercy because I did, it ignorantly. I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying. Now we get to verse 15. So in context, he's been speaking about how he used to be. That chief of sinners thing is in reference to who he used to be. He was the chief of sinners because of how great a persecutor he was of the church. This is why Paul calls himself the least of the apostles the of somewhere the saints, else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because of all the apostles... 
He was actually the one that wasn't following Jesus. In fact, before he got born again, before he came into Christ, he was persecuting the church the most. That's why he was the chief of sinners. Less than the least. And Christ came to save sinners with his grace, right? So they're no longer sinners. Now they're righteous. Now they're holy. That's the context of that verse, right? And we need to be really, really clear when we're reading the epistles of the verses. They make all the difference. You're not anything that's mentioned after verse 9. <clears throat> You're the righteous one. Essentially, why, why, all that other stuff doesn't apply to you. Go on. Uh, essentially, just even with, uh, with Paul, because it's the same thing with Romans 7, 1 Timothy 1, 8, um, yeah, 1, 15. When he's, when he's talking about it, it's very important. You look... Because this guy, is, he's not schizophrenic. We are not, there is context to everything. So when, like in that, in that scripture, when you look at it and he says, um, and I was formerly a blasphemer, a, a persecutor. And when he, when he uses words like that, you know that he's not, he's not saying that is, that is who he was, who he is right now. He's saying that's he, who he was. And he understands clearly what he's been brought into. So it says, this is a faithful saying, and what that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom, of whom I am chief. When he says, of whom I am chief, don't just look at that and be like, oh my days, I relate with Paul right here on this, on, <laughs> on this particular sentence. Don't look through, the whole, look through the whole thing and actually understand that this man is saying, um, when I was before, when I did not know who I was, I was, I was the persecutor, I was a blasphemer, I was an insolent man, I was doing all of this stuff. I was a chief of that back back then, because he was. Donnie was in the scriptures when there was Tony Stephen, they actually threw when Donnie was standing yeah, right there stuff, yeah. and gained all the coats of all the men that were <laughs> chalking stuff at Stephen. You know what it means? You're a boss, like you're standing right there, like, yeah, yeah, you man, do your thing, yeah. do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the chief, he, he, he knew what he was doing. But in that context, in this context, he's saying, even though I was that... I was the chief of all sinners. And by the way, this is not him saying that he was he was the worst guy. He's just that is the that is the the phrase. That's how he decides to word it. It was saying. It's, it's not just even a his saying. Own, that's what I'm saying. It's saying. It's just a saying. He's taking someone else's phrase and saying, "Oh, this works." Yeah, this works that's what I'm saying. That's, what I'm saying. that's so, it. He's not making some he's not amazing saying, truth about himself. Like yeah, that, that, revelation. That, that I'm that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I was I was the worst. And I've I've heard people preach this. Oh, you know, you know, if God could save a man like Paul. There is no fam sin is sin, so there's no there's, don't, don't, don't look at it like oh Paul was Paul Paul nah he's he's just he's just he's just saying he's trying he's trying to let you guys know that he understands what the depth of what he used to do back then, but even right now um he he sees clearly okay you know what that, the salvation and every single thing that he's been brought into so don't really don't look at it and be like okay cool you know what yeah Paul was Paul was Paul was such a bad it was it was so. Um, like he was such a sinner, and he's even right now as he's been saved, he's still saying I'm the least and less than the least of all. No, 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 no. That's not who you are. You're the righteousness of God. Paul says that in first. You, you think about it. Why would he be going in and out, in and out? Corinthians. Oh, you are the righteousness of God. No, 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 no. No, there's no schizophrenia <laughs> involved. It's plain. It's simple. You are God's righteousness. That is it. Oh my Lord. Even that righteousness of God thing, right? I remember one guy had a problem with me when I said that we have the Father's righteousness. When the Father looks at us, we are as righteous as he is. Mm. And he felt uncomfortable with that, right? Because the Father is... And this is crazy that Christians do this. We don't really... I say this to people like, wait, what? You don't see Jesus as God. You don't. People make Jesus like some junior God. 
because it's like okay <laughs> we're as righteous as Jesus they don't have a problem with that I mean some people even have a problem with that and it's like okay so what, what, I don't know what the cross did for you but when we say we're as righteous as Jesus that makes sense but to say we're as righteous as the Father whoa or to say we're as holy as the Father whoa don't get ahead of yourself oh. don't still this you're still hold on where's your humility man <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> we are the righteousness of God in Christ when it says God it's referring to the Father that's why it says that he made him who knew no sin he Father made him the Son to be sin for us right so that same him Father is the righteousness that we have so when the Father sees us we are as righteous as the Father is yeah Jesus is not some junior God and we mentioned this earlier First Corinthians one thirty. That Jesus is our righteousness. Jesus is the righteousness of God. And so Jesus and the Father clearly have the same level of righteousness because they're both God. And if that righteousness you now have, you now are, according to verse 21, not just that you have, you are it, then you're as righteous as the Father too. And people, Christians have this issue of acknowledging how, I guess, highly the Father views them. How highly, how... God's uh, there's a book I forgot who it's by I know it's one grace guy that is it's called God's astounding opinion of you because mm. wow. you need to understand that that's that's true God has a higher opinion of us than most of us have of ourselves mm. wow. and instead of us agreeing with that opinion we we negate it we water it down we in the name of humility we we mm. we brush it aside and say that oh, okay yeah positionally we are this but in reality in actuality no, that is your reality. Subjective and objective. You do not try and bring your subjective reality. You don't. You don't try and make your objective reality come into your subjective reality. The objective truth about you is what Jesus did. Jesus has made you holy, righteous, blameless. All these things. That's true. Whether you believe yeah. that or not, whether you live like that or not, that's fact. That's what Christ has done. That's the objective truth. The subjective truth is what you experience. You don't try and make what Jesus did come into your experience. Yeah, mm. I know in Christ I'm blameless, but I still sin, so Jesus, start calling me what I call myself. No. You submit what you experience to what Jesus did. So who Jesus says you are. In Christ, these are who you, these are the things that Christ said about you. This is how God sees you. God sees his own righteousness, his own holiness in you. He has freely given us all things in Christ. Mm. That's Romans 8.32. Because he's given us his son. Another thing that we do is we love to separate different things as though Jesus like doesn't come with the package. Jesus, it's almost like Jesus comes and then like all the other attributes of God come after. So Jesus comes and then holiness comes. Or Jesus comes with righteousness because that one's kind of spelled out more in Romans so that people can believe justification by faith a little yeah. bit easier. Yeah. All the other attributes of God like that just comes later. Oh, healing, oh, it's not as well. Oh, salvation, um, slightly. Uh, holiness, not really. You've got to work for that one. It's progressive. No. In him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Mm. You have come to fullness in him who is the head of every power and authority. So in Christ is the fullness of God. That fullness of God lives in you. God has freely given us all things in Christ. Freely. No work for it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. It's been given as a gift. We gift. receive that. Then we acknowledge that. This is how we grow as believers. We don't grow by, 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 by believing a lie. That doesn't help mm. us. That doesn't make us behave any better. And Christianity is not about that anyway. It's not about, it's not a behavioral modification, modification program as, yeah. as we preach on Sundays. Mm. 
It's not what it's about. What we have, how we live, how we grow is by the acknowledgement of who we are. And this is Philemon 1 6. The acknowledgement of every good thing that is in us in Christ. That's how we make our faith effectual. That's how yeah. the sharing of our faith becomes effectual. That's how we get to move this thing out. By acknowledging, oh wait, no, this is who I am. I'm forgiven, I'm loved, I'm accepted in the beloved. I'm blameless, I'm righteous, I'm holy. These are all the things that we are. I'm a son. He's not ashamed to call me brother. God is not ashamed of you. God yeah. is proud of you. Yeah. You make God happy. These are these are these are foundational truths that a lot of Christians struggle with. Yeah. Uh, we pray that God loves is. you but doesn't really like you. No, he loves <laughs> and What? Likes How does you. that work? <laughs> Go on, no, that, gonna say something. No, no, it's annoying because at the point where people decide, oh, like, let's say, for instance, your conventional, like, auto call and people got out. At that point, everyone believes the love of God. Like, it's God loves me, this, da, 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 da. But immediately they go, this is, the, this is the problem in bad teaching. Because that right there, when you, when you understand, when you understand or, or you confess, okay, God loves me, this, I'm perfectly loved by God. Uh, there is... I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Once, once you confess that, that is true. But it's when you now get into wrong teaching, wrong understanding, wrong theology. That's when you now begin to have this like, like you shift in view and shift in perspective. Because that's what happened to me. I was like, oh, the love of God. At the point, at the point where I decided to take this thing seriously, I remember it was like oh, it was the love of. God. I was captivated by the love of God, and then somewhere along the line. I had to. I felt like I had to do something to maintain that love, to earn that love. It was just, it was all shambolic. So, now what John is, <laughs> like what John is saying, just just keep mm. it simple. Renew mm. your mind to that truth. When he says acknowledge, acknowledge every good thing in Christ Jesus. Let that be your confession. That is what you confess. Don't confess an old nature. Don't confess. In fact, don't confess sins. Don't don't go into this whole. I'm a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a sinner. Don't confess that you're a sinner. Yeah, yeah. Let's not go into the confession of sins yet. Let's go. <laughs> that be another <laughs> different thing. That's, that's a different thing. Yeah, go on, sir. Do you, remember, do you remember when we used to say stuff like, okay, cool. We have, we have periods where we're focusing on an aspect of God. So oh, there yes, was the, there's a small period where we're, focusing on, where we're focusing on the love of God, which is basking in the love of God. Mm. And then, then the next really... period will be focusing on the, the fear of, of God, God. <laughs> 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 and then in the fear of God everything was about okay cool you know not doing anything that was yeah, sinful that or, was or killing yeah. your flesh and then the context of the prayers started to change Lord, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord we're playing Christianity Lord we're, we're messing up we're doing <laughs> Oh man, that's just what we are trying to tell you guys. We've been there, man. We've been oh, there. We've been there. We've the stress, this. the stress. Yeah, man. If I if I knew now what I knew back then, if Do I you know knew what? now, if I knew then oh, what God. I knew right now, right now, a lot of things would have been would have changed. Man. Been, I, yeah. I, I probably would have Do you know what's funny? Earlier. I think I mentioned earlier that I never re- I never really used to believe in the whole kick called sinner saved by grace, but the problem yeah. is, as much some people may not outrightly say it, yeah, but. You can just tell by your lifestyle and the way that you live, the stuff that you pray, the things that you say, that deep down, you believe that. You still have indwelling sin or you're still this and that. Yeah. And that's not it. Yeah. Here's the thing. We we that believe in the finished work of Christ, we know ourselves. This is a real recognized word. When people, when, when you receive this message properly, 
you don't talk about yourself a certain way. You can't mm. because you know it goes against what Christ did. So there's certain things you just won't be saying anymore. Mm. What I hate is when people who don't believe this say they do. Mm. Yeah, 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 brother. We agree with that. This, this is basic foundation. Yeah, but you, you, you say that you're sinner saved by grace. You say that you're you have dual nature. That's not that's not finished, right? That's not finished. So you need to manage your sin. It doesn't make what sense. are the practical aspects? If it was finished, the old man would be dead. So if the old exactly. man's not dead, it's not finished. So don't say you believe in the finished exactly. work because you don't believe it's finished. And then what happens is people that, that have a pseudo-finished work mentality then preach that they believe the finished work. And then people hear that and think that's what the finished work is. Then when yeah. someone actually comes Mixed along with off. the real deal, they're told that, oh, no, what you're saying is foreign and we don't know that. Listen, that stuff is nonsense. You don't have two natures. You're not a sinner. You are in Christ. Christ is in you. Paul. You've been saved M-Paul. from sin. Paul. Sin has been pulled out of you. Paul. You don't have sin in you anymore. Paul. The devil doesn't live in you. Paul. Demons don't live in you. Paul. This is the truth. Paul. So let's not complicate this thing, man. This is who we are in Christ. Yeah. This we is what Swirly is. <laughs> acknowledge <laughs> every good acknowledge thing, Acknowledge that good stuff. It doesn't say acknowledge all the bad things about you in the flesh. It says acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ. So all the good things that are in Christ are in you. That's what you acknowledge to grow. You don't grow by saying that you're crap. How is that going to help anyone? It doesn't help anyone. Here's the really weird thing. Not weird, but if God is our father, Father being Abba. That's kind of what Jesus... Jesus basically called God Daddy in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So if, if we see God as our daddy, we would never talk to our dads. I mean, depending on the relationship you have with that. Uh, uh, a, a father and son with a good relationship or, you know, a father and their child with a good relationship wouldn't talk to their children. They wouldn't. Their children wouldn't talk to them in the way that we talk to God. Oh, Father, I'm not worthy to be your son. I'm just so rubbish. But I thank you for your grace and mercy. Oh, Lord... If a far, if I if I have a kid and my kid sits on my lap and starts talking like that, I'll actually just be like, what is going on here? How does this sound this that that sounds so toxic? I'm not worthy to mm. be your son. What what the heck are you talking about? Mm. Oh, I mean that's another thing, you know. Oh, we're not worthy. Jesus made us worthy. Yeah, not worthy, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. no. We didn't die because we're worthy. We died because he is worthy. And that makes sense. How does that, how does that make sense? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, why would you die if you do not think you're worth it? Why? Anyways, man. This is... Uh... Listen, man. We've just signed out of that, Christianity, because that's just not it. And it doesn't bear good fruit. You just you see yourself as rubbish. You see other people as rubbish. Everybody's a sinner. No one's righteous. Really? Yeah, they, they with their mouths, they acknowledge the righteousness, but they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. This, is, this thing is who we are. As in... This is your nature. Like this, this is who you are. We are black. If I have a patch of white skin on me, I'm still black. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. The white patch doesn't change that. If my skin goes blue, I'm still black. It doesn't change that. You are righteous. Even if you sin, you're still righteous. Sin doesn't change that. This is what we've been saying. Your sin doesn't change your nature. Doesn't. Sin doesn't remove Christ from you. Doesn't. So wow. even when you sin, even if, not when, sorry, because the Bible doesn't say when you sin, it says if you sin. Yeah, if you sin, yeah. If, if you, sin. you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. Nothing about, oh, Christ will leave and, you, or, or, or 
you you have to repent to become. It doesn't say any of that. It just says you have nafka, and, and nothing about you has changed. God's opinion of you doesn't change when you sin. God yep. knew you were gonna sin, and he still came and died, and he still yeah. put himself in you. <laughs> we destroyed this sin thing. It's because people have given it such a place that it's not meant to be. Like yeah, it's not meant to be. After, yeah. After the cross, you're still talking about sin. When Jesus was like, "Oh yeah, I came, I dealt with that. Let's just let's talk about something else." But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, Jerome, you remember we went to that church that will not be named. And they accused us of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what did they say again? They're like, "Oh, are you making? You're making sin. Why are you making sin uh, so small? So small, yeah. That's it." Like, and he was like, "Yeah, it is small. Like, <laughs> it is. I don't it's understand. Small. Why do we think that sin is as big as God? It's not even close. At all. Grace abounded much, much more. more. Grace of God has appeared to all men offering salvation. We make it seem as if they're two yeah. separate entities fighting against one another. Nah, my friend." I thought God has no rivals and no equals. That's the song that we sing, but the sin that we always talk about. <laughs> the song that, that the um the sin that we always magnify seems as if that's not the case. But that's the thing. As though as though sin, as though Christ in us isn't enough to overcome sin. I don't well, never understand that. The all powerful, almighty God. That he almighty does what he God. Wants. He doesn't want you to sin, right? No. So his will for you is to stop sinning, right? Yes. Exactly. And whatever he wants comes to pass, right? Yes. Okay, so so is did he just like negate did he just drop his powers? Is there like a second incarnation where like he just takes off his his divine <laughs> abilities uh and then comes to live in you just like just to be there? Where did that power go? Oh. Where's the victory in that message of oh just as soon as where's the victory? Where what are we celebrating? That you you, the you king made of it kings. into heaven by the by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Barely made it in. That's a weak king. If that's the king, and and that's what he's accomplished, I please I want no part of that. Exactly. And then he's so mad because you know this thing filters into the gospel that we preach. Your understanding of this filters into the gospel that you preach. It does. That's why the majority of people that believe this. They're, they're always so shook of hell mm-hmm. <laughs> every single time oh yeah the, the reason why you consistently want to stop being a sinner is because you feel like once you become this, that sinner again <laughs> you're, you're on your way you're on your yeah. way to hell. hell hell is our default setting man. and then you it's like, oh my but we've God. got don't worry we will deal with hell yeah, we will talk about <laughs> it <laughs> we'll that about episode hell. you lot are not ready for I you are not ready promise you. I promise you you're not ready for that episode yeah. Uh, are there any other scriptures you haven't touched on? I mean, we could go. Uh, we could do another day. You're in the spirit, not the flesh. Go read. To be honest, we, we touched that. Been crucified. Yeah, we touched that, but um, episode four. So, yeah. So, I think that's everything for today. Uh, anybody you guys want to shout out? Um, shout out Roll G Clash Barbecue. Well, actually, no, Roll G Clash. They're having their barbecue. When? When's your barbecue, Kufre? Fifteenth of August. Yeah, cool. But you haven't got Only- tickets. If you're watching this video, if you if you're watching this, it's too late. Shout out to Drake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, shout out to all the man. If you're watching this video, you can get a ticket. Don't worry. Dropping like a week. We'll choose one person to get a ticket. If you're watching this video, one. one oh, person. oh all right, cool, 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 cool. Say nothing. Uh, yeah, we do like a comment on this video to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the best, best comment. Yeah. I mean, the best comment. Like, oh, this is yeah. amazing. This is a sound doctrine that we'll give you. <laughs> 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 <la
Oh, my yeah. days. All That's right. all for this week. Thank you guys for joining us. As usual, we've been the Swirly Gang. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, platform, 7.30pm, Thursdays. Well, Thursdays. Don't miss yeah. it because you need this. If you have more questions with us. Anyone, yeah, if you have more questions, yeah. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Come true. <laughs> yeah, uh, DM us. Our apps are going to no, be playing. in the descriptions for like the audio and in the um, thingy box under the video. And you can DM us if you have any other questions or what we say. Follow at the G platform on socials, Twitter and Instagram. That's our fellowship. We meet on Zoom there. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Grace platform. That's where all the yeah. sweaty take videos are on and that's where all the sermons yeah. that we preach are. And yeah. like I said, we'll link all the relevant sermons to the stuff we discussed here yeah. in the description box below. That's the word I was looking yeah. for earlier. Also, so, catch, catch the go G platform on No Signal on Sundays as well. Aye. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah, the yeah. DJ Van just has his own radio show now. No signal. Is it no signal dot live? Is that the um, yeah? No the... signal dot live. Don't worry. Yeah. No signal dot live. So we're everywhere. Ten That's till twelve. Right. Yeah. Ten till twelve. Yeah. Ten till twelve every Sunday. Tune in. Have a little bit of worship time with Kufri. A little bit of the G platform word. The G platform. Yeah. Hear that good good. That hear that good hear gospel. that that new cut. <coughs> that G platform. None of that mixture nonsense. Be fed the actual bread, the actual right. wine of so the new enjoy that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Cool. Peace. Uh.